This is Hey Change, a podcast brought to you by me, Anne Therese, a model activist and co-founder of Role Models Management, an ethical talent agency on a mission to disrupt the industry and change the way we think about fashion, beauty, and society as a whole. I'm here to bring you inspiring change makers and new ideas on how we can live our lives in more sustainable, healthy, and compassionate ways. So, with that said, are you ready to jump on board the wave of change? Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Hey Change. It's kind of funny because we just had to sit in silence for a while because this fire truck was driving by down on the street, but that's just how New York is for you. And today I'm in Don Gallagher's gorgeous apartment on Broadway in Soho or Tribeca. It's somewhere in between. And it's with honor that I'm bringing her on as a guest to my show. Don Gallagher is a former supermodel, best-selling author, blogger, beauty expert and television host and she's also a mom and um, she's a veteran of the beauty business for over 25 years and Dawn discovered years ago that taking care of yourself is not self-indulgent but can only do good. Dawn's mission today is to empower and inspire women and men to look and feel their best at any age. So without further ado, this is Dawn. Hello, hello, hi. 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 How are you doing today? I'm Fabulous, thank mm-hmm. you. Is the coffee starting to get to you? The coffee's <laughs> kicking in, baby. There you go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, um, please tell us something, you know, about your modeling career and how it brought you to where you are today. Well, so my modeling career. So, uh, first, I have to say that I never was the type of person that wanted to be a model. It kind of found me. Um, when I was 16 years old, I was walking down the street in flip-flops and cut-off jeans. I was with my brother and my little sister, and um, I was approached by a photographer. And he said to me, you know, I think you could be a model. And we all looked at him like he was crazy because, A, it was not something I had ever thought that I could be mm-hmm. because um, I was bullied when I was in uh, middle school very badly. So I thought I was just hideous, first of all. Um, and then second of all, I just didn't think that it was a possibility. I didn't know what modeling was. I didn't know where these people lived. So it really found me, to tell you the truth. Um yeah, so he, I, you know, he gave me his card. I contacted him, um, and the reason I contacted him was because um, at first I thought he was illegitimate. You know, I thought this guy is not for real. He's he's not legit. And then I realized uh, three weeks later when I was reading an article that that was the same guy that had saw and discovered me on the street. So, <laughs> so I went to my parents. I said, "This is this is a guy that approached me on the street. Here's his business card. I saved it." And they called him. Next thing you know, I was taking photos with this uh, scout, sent him to New York. John Casablanca's from Elite came and met with me. And next thing you know, I was in New York City. So it happened that fast. It went from literally rags to riches. It's, it's a wow. Cinderella story. So that day you walked around the mall in your flip-flops. Could yeah. you ever even picture the years to come? No, I I just, you know, I had my life set at 16. I thought I was going to go to college and I wanted to become a cultural anthropologist. So it was really shocking how, you know, and this is what I want to say to people. Your life can change on a dime. Mm. You never know what's around the corner. You could think your trajectory is going one way and it can completely do a flip-flop. Something might happen, a life event. 
So you never know. So be open. Yes. Be open to any possibility. Anything can happen in your life that can completely change your life upside down. Definitely. And I think it's easy. Uh, it's important to remember that have a vision because you've been telling me that your goal or like your dream growing up was always to travel the world. Yes. And that kind of happened to you. Yes. You know, you became a model and hence mm-hmm. that. You, get, you got to travel the world. So you can still... You could still stay in your mission. It didn't change that much, but the way you were traveling the world was so different from what you can even imagine for yourself. Yeah. So the 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 part of embracing change, which I'm so passionate about, is that have a vision like, oh, I want to get there someday, but be open to the possibilities of how that will happen, how that will transform into your life. Because the more open you are, you're not closing doors to things like that to just you know um, present themselves for you. Absolutely. Uh, another another fire engine going by. It's New York, guys. This we is what Broadway we do. Right We're living on Broadway. So, anyway, um, really funny point that I want to bring up. What what you were you were mentioning? When I was 11 years old, I, I'm a big visualizer. I always was the type of person that would visualize my life. You know what it was going to look like and where I was going to go. And when I was 11 years old, I wrote a letter. I still have this letter mm-hmm. to the world. I actually addressed it to the world, dear world. Wow. <laughs> so it started like that, um, which I had forgotten about this letter. And my mom had shown it to me years and years later. But it said, dear world, I love you and I want to get to know you. And it started wow. like that. And then it went on about me and my family and what I did and all this stuff at 11 years old. And then it said, I want to get to know you. I want to know all about you. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting, this letter, um, to show you how life works. Fast forward a couple more years, you know, and I said, I don't know how I'm going to get to know you because I had no means. I came, I came from a family of 10. Uh, we were lucky. We ate. You know, I was wearing hand-me-downs. We did not have the means for me to travel around the world. So it's so funny how life is, it gives you this this opportunity when you ask for it mm. so I said I want to travel the world and get to know you I was 11 by the time I was 16 I was signed by one of the biggest modeling agencies and fast forward it is 17 18 19 traveling the world so it's you put yourself out there and you ask for it you don't know when it's gonna happen it's not on your time it's on the time of the universe. So you can ask for something, and it can happen 10 years from now, or it can happen in a week. You just don't know. So right. you have to be open to it. I want to ask one question to yeah. that. Because especially in your time, it was like, oh, you're going to go to school. You're going to do this. So I know you never went to college Yes, because of what happened to you. Well, I did end up going to, to college okay. uh, while I was living in New York. I did I did take um, right, a, okay. cl- courses. I didn't graduate. <laughs> Oh yeah, you did. You did so I didn't graduate. Courses, so, but, but I did take courses. Mm-hmm. But do you ever? Did you ever experience like from your family or like peers or friends that? Oh, you know, your career is not the real one because you know there's there are certain guidelines to like if you're going to be successful yes. and um, respected in today's society, you're going to go get your college degree and then a master's and you're going to go th- this job and like oh you're a model, it's not the same thing. Have you ever felt like that was kind of haunting you? Yes, and, and actually did bother me because people would make comments and they would say things that were, you know, um, I, I would say, you know, they were not always complimentary. You know, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, you're just a model, you're not uneducated, you're, you know, obviously you don't know anything. But here's what I have to say to that. Um, I traveled the world. I was living in Africa, Australia. 
I had opportunities that nobody could even dream of in their lifetime. I was traveling to the most remote places of the earth. Um, it, I was getting paid to go to those places and I was making money to go to those places. So to me, I kind of like sort of laughed at the naysayers because I thought this is what I want to do. And I'm not going to listen to people, even though they're being demeaning and demoralizing to my intelligence. But at the end of the day, here I was making lots of money and I was traveling the world. Mm -hmm. So I thought, you know what, I'm not going to listen to these people. Even though they're trying to put me down, I know where I'm going. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up going, like I was saying, back to school, ended up taking courses in anthropology and and, and um cultural anthropology because that was really my first love. I, I wanted to be Margaret Mead. <laughs> I, I really did. I wanted to be a cultural anthropologist and, and, and you know, or, um, you know, just travel the world and, 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 and be that type of person. But I feel like it happened in my own way mm. because I did end up writing two New, two New York Times bestselling books on uh, beauty and culture from around the world. So I did get my dream. Definitely. And I want to talk... Lovely ring of beauty. Yeah. That's my next question. Because I know when uh, you told me this, when you started your career, you moved to New York, they said basically that, oh, by the time you're 25, you're going to be too old and your career is over. And in your opinion, do you think there is an expiration date on beauty? There's absolutely no expiration date on beauty. Beauty is not about your physicality. Beauty is about what's in your heart. Beauty is about how you treat others, how do you serve others, how kind are you. Beauty to me is your life experiences, your wisdom. It's not a physical thing. You could be the most beautiful, physically beautiful woman in the world, but if you're not, or, or man, if you're not a person of inner beauty, meaning kindness and trying to help others, that makes you kind of ugly in my opinion so really and, and you see people that have that can walk into the room and light up the room and it's not a physical thing they have a charisma they have a an inner glow when they walk into a room they hold their head up high and they know who they are and they know where they're going and there's the, a certain uh, confidence I think your beauty is your confidence it's your knowing And to me, that's what beauty is. Mm. It's so not physical. And yes, when I was 25 years old, I was told in the industry, uh, you're too old, you know, you're 25, um, there's no, going to be no more jobs, you might as well throw in the towel. And I thought at 25, even then I thought it was ridiculous um, because that was the standard. By the mm. time you were 25 in the modeling industry, it was your career was pretty much over. And this was back in the 80s. So I packed up my backpack and went to India to work with Mother Teresa. A friend had asked me if, she, if I wanted to go with her, and I thought this is an amazing opportunity. So two young models go to India and uh, worked with Mother Teresa, and she taught us a lot about beauty. Wow. Mm -hmm. Taught us a lot about inner beauty. And if you want to know about her, I can tell you all about her. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. it's just amazing to me that you met with her because he's always been one of those people that I've looked up to. And I think, I mean, obviously, I think some people might say, oh, it's easy for you to say that beauty comes from within because you are beautiful. People, the world looks at you and see a beautiful person. But have you ever felt it to be of a disadvantage to be beautiful? Absolutely. Um, people, you know, this old saying, um, don't judge a book by its cover. Mm. 
sometimes I'll walk into the room and meet somebody and they immediately dislike me because of the way I look. And it's prejudice, um, just like anything else, just like any other prejudice, because you look a certain way or you're a certain height or whatever. Um, it can be intimidating to people. And, you know, I did, I have found it to be, um, in many, many circumstances, a disadvantage. But I understand that, you know, I understand that sometimes people have a certain judgment in their head because they've heard things or they've seen things and they, they tend to stereotype a group of people. And what I try to do is I try to prove them wrong. Mm. So when I meet somebody and I immediately get that vibration that they're intimidated or they're judging me, I try to bring them right down. I, I try to kill them with kindness. I try to show them that, you know, I am not intimidating, that I can be just, you know, a regular, you know, happy-go-lucky girl. Um, and I find that once I do that, it immediately brings them down to a level of like, hey, she's like really cool, you know, she's not stuck up and superficial and full of herself, all the stereotypes that you hear about models. Um, and that's, and some of, some of them are, some right. people are like, it's people are like that. So what I always say, don't look at, don't look at stereotypes, look at how individual people are. Mm. So it doesn't matter the height, the weight, the color, the skin, whatever. Look at people as individuals. And it's so, yeah, I, I really feel that there has been times where it has been to my disadvantage. And, but I have worked around that. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, once I remember talking to this guy in a bar a few years ago, and he's like, oh, you're actually smart. And I'm mm -hmm. like, what do you mean by actually? Why wouldn't I be smart? But, you know, his only picture of me was like, oh, she's blonde, she's tall. Yeah. She's good looking, she's young. There's no way she's also smart. He stereotyped you. He stereotyped yeah. me. And mm -hmm. I was like, wait a second. Um, I don't think I want to keep talking to you because you just like became, went from interesting to like no interest whatsoever. Yeah. The one, the way he said that. Yeah. It's funny. But as a model, you have obviously been constructed. You've, you've been part of the construction of perception of what beautiful is. Like you've grown up living in this world of like being surrounded with creative directors, bookers, other models, always, you know, um, comparing yourself to beautiful people and been molded into a world where like this is beautiful you know you're a certain age and this is the image of beauty and how do you personally feel like the world has gotten it wrong well I feel that you know again in my you know as I when I modeled it was in the 80s and 90s and and even today, I guess you can you can say that. I feel like the world has got it wrong in the sense that we've put too much emphasis on beauty. That we don't look at people that have accomplished amazing things um, and really have spotlighted them. You know, for example, there's female astronauts that mm -hmm. have done extraordinary things. Why aren't they on the cover of Glamour mm. or Vogue? You know, why is it about beauty? You know, an actress or a model you know, I want to see more women who are doing extraordinary things on magazine articles and magazine covers and in fashion magazines and in catalogs because these are people that I look up to. So I feel that society um, can place too much emphasis on just a physicality and not so much of our accomplishments. Mm. So yeah. That's, mm -hmm. Do you still consider yourself a model? I consider myself a role model. 
I consider myself a, a, a model citizen, a, mo a, a model of a different kind. I was a model in the conventional sense for many, many years. And then I had an awakening and realized that I want to use my platform and my beauty for good. Mm -hmm. I want to change lives. I want to change how we uh, take care of the environment. I want to educate. I want to ad advocate. And I want to be an activist for things that I really feel that are really important right now. And so I'm using my beauty, as you can say, um, to raise consciousness. And so, yes, I am a model. <laughs> not it. in the conventional that's sense. The, like, that's the answer I wanted to get. Yeah, I, not in the you. conventional sense. Important. Like tomorrow I'm not doing, you know, a catalog for Ann Taylor, but I am doing things that as a role model can inspire to others things, to inspire others and with that said um, I think we both agree on that the world is shifting mm -hmm. things are shifting and the the perception of a model is changing I yes. mean I think now you could look at a cover a cover and it's not necessarily just any other fashion model who's on there but people that have really inspirational stories yes. that people can relate to because due to social media today you can actually get to know people right and relate to them and yes. that's more and more heading into that direction of what is a model like yeah in what way can he or she inspire me to be better mm -hmm. and um, I want to with that vision in mind because I know you have a beautiful daughter she's now eight yes um, mm -hmm. would you ever wish a model career upon her you know for my daughter um, you know if she's of a certain age you know um, and wants to do it I wouldn't discourage her um, you know, I would make sure that she understands what she's getting into, uh, you know, because when I got into it, I was kind of went into it blind. You mm -hmm. know, I had no idea what it was going to take and how much work it was going to be. But I would say to my daughter, if you want to do it and you have a passion for it, go ahead. I can't stop her. She has to be over a certain age, obviously. Um, but um, I really encourage my daughter to really be a person like a role model again mm -hmm. you know more about it's not about physicality I really want her to um, also be a change maker you know uh, get into STEM or science or engineering I really see that sort of trajectory for my daughter but I wouldn't discourage her if she wanted to do it you know why not uh, but it's not like my first choice <laughs> right <laughs> for her but if, if like I said if she if she has the opportunity and she's of age why not so I, I think a lot of people listening kind of want to be models. Yeah. And so what would you, if someone wants to be a model, what is your advice? What would you say? I would say, I would first ask them why they would want to be a model. What's their reasoning behind it? Is it because they feel like, you know, it's just a, it's a superficial reason just because they want to be on the cover and they want to, you know, really show, you know, showcase themselves. I, I really would love to know the reason behind it. And then also I would say, you know, it is a great profession. It's hard work. You know, I think there's a lot of misunderstanding mm -hmm. about the, mis the business. They think, oh, you just, you know, join an agency and you get work immediately. You have to pound the pavements for a long time. You have to get a book together. Um, it's a lot of hard work. It is a career. It is a job. And it's it is a re it's competitive. There's a big responsibility around it. Um, and, you know, I would say that if they wanted to be a model and they have a dream and a passion, you know, go for it. 
just like any dream and passion, but just know, do your work, do your research, know what you're getting into, um, and know that it's uh, very difficult and very competitive. You might have to work survivor jobs, you know, for months and months um, before your career takes, or even years before your career might take off. So just know what you're getting into. Mm. Um, but, you know, I'm not one of those people to squash anybody's dreams. So, you know, I had a fabulous career, a fabulous time. I was very, very blessed. I manipulated the business. I used it instead of it using me. Mm. So, um, yeah, if somebody has that dream, go for it. And what she just said about that she, she used a career or like the business, it will consume you if you are not mentally and spiritually prepared for it. So I think... For anyone who's 14, 15, I would suggest waiting a few years. Yes. Really find a way to love yourself first because this industry will rip you apart. I'm sorry, but they, to will talk, they will talk about your body as if you were a product yeah. that you're not there. Mm -hmm. They will compare you against other people. They would say things about your face that you should fix or that you're not tall enough or you're too tall or you're not a good fit or you fix your hair. They will talk about you as if you were a product. Yeah. And yeah. if you have not a stable heart and if you don't, have if you haven't learned to love yourself first mm -hmm. it can really make damage to your soul so i think it's important to get into it with that yeah with uh, the self-confidence mm -hmm. to know that you are going to be picked apart um you know that was one of the things that bothered me a lot it was you know why is this person talking to me this way as if i'm not a human being mm -hmm. with feelings and it used to really upset me but i think that some of the bookers and agents they're so in this head of because they've been doing it for a long time they just get into this space of just i don't want to hurt her feelings so i'm going to just tell her like right. it is and they hate i'm just going to be honest it. yeah and i'm just going to be honest and just straightforward but you know it, you do have to realize you're talking to a human being mm -hmm. you know that you are talking to somebody with feelings and especially when they're young yeah especially when they you know they're so vulnerable and you're already getting beat up at school and but then people it, being nasty, I know. It's, you know, and so and so. But you know, that's the hard knocks of this And they business. have to see maybe three hundred girls a yeah, day, yeah. in a time span of two hours. Right. They don't have the time. Yeah. I'm sorry. They're like, no, you're not what we're looking for. And yeah. they are looking for an image that's in right now. Yes. That image can have changed in two weeks. Right. So right now, oh, it's really cool with super uh, skinny girls with like big noses. Like yeah. that's the thing right yeah. now. So if you don't, if you're not super skinny with a big nose, you're up. Right. Then two weeks later, they want curvy girls with uh, wavy hair. Okay, yes. you're perfect. So yeah. it's always looking for the image. The booker's looking for it. The client's looking for yeah. it. The models are trying to be it. The only thing I can say, be you. And if you happen to be in at some point, good luck. Like, you know, yeah. And don't take it personally. You know, mm -hmm. if you're going to get into this business, you better have some thick skin. Because, you know, whether you want to be an actress or a model or anything in the entertainment or in the arts, you have to have thick skin. Because you are going to be... Judged, it. you're mm -hmm. gonna be, uh, you're gonna have lots of rejection. You are going to have people say things that aren't so nice, um, but that's part of this business, and so you're gonna have to understand that when you go into it, and don't take it personally, because you know what, um, I've had uh, instances where I have known models that went to one agency that have told them your nose is too big, you're this, you're too short, you're whatever. They went to another agency and became superstars. You know, sometimes these bookers and agents don't know who, who's going to be on trend this mm -hmm. week or next week or next month. It is it is a very um, changing industry as far as trends and looks and all that. Like you said, one minute it's 
the European look and, you know, women who are too, super tall and big nose and the next month it's somebody else. So you have to understand that going into it and not take it personally. Right. And just love yourself. Have mm -hmm. your own self-confidence to know that, you know, it doesn't matter what these people say. I love myself. I'm going to be okay. And if it's not this industry, I'll do something else fabulous. And make friends. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things I really love about this industry. Models are actually really kind to each other. Yes. Even though they're all competing for the same work. Yes. People talk, you know, this, they build communities. They talk, you know, like oh, this, this casting director who was like such yes. a, you know, I yes. hated him. And then they make jokes about it and they hang out and they encourage each other and they, you know, give each other tips and advice. Mm -hmm. So... I think that's the most encouraging part of this industry. Like models actually do come together. Models are very kind. Mm -hmm. I really loved. I loved working with the other models and and celebrity models. They were always so kind to me, and I they actually saved me in the business. You know that was one of the reasons why I stayed because I made so many great friends, and you know I'm still really good friends with a lot of these the, the models uh, when I was working. Um, I'm still very good friends with them even today. Can you name drop a few? Oh yeah. Um, Jill Goodacre Connick, Kathy Ireland, um, I can go on and on and on. Iman, um, I'm still friendly with Paulina. Mm -hmm. Do you know who Paulina is? I'm the worst uh, in names, you know. Yeah, I know. You're not, but these were these were really big celebrity. Christy Brinkley, mm -hmm. I don't know if you know who she is. She these are these were like celebrity models and. Even to this day, I'm on Facebook and, you know, meet them for lunch. And, uh, yeah, I've made great friends and I've had, you know, lasting and hopefully lifetime friendships with them. And if you want to get any insight about how the modeling industry works, there's now a movie on Netflix. Yep. It's called <laughs> The Man Who Loved Women. It's yeah. about John Casablanca. Yes, the from The agent that found Dawn. Yes. And we watched it the other night. She's like, oh, I know her. I knew her. Oh, yeah. she's a good friend of mine. So it's yeah. kind of funny to see, like, oh, she, you came from this era. Yeah. it was. It, it, and I encourage anybody to watch that if you really want to see, you know, back in the day when the, the industry just first started and there was only three agencies back then. Um, John Casablanca started in the 70s. Um, he was the founder of Elite Model Management and uh, just his story and kind of how he got into the industry. And I thought it, I thought it was a really, I, I love the documentary. It, was, it was cool. Yeah. So final question. Yeah. And this is about my own word, retruthing. Yeah. And basically retruthing means taking a truth that you or the society has lived by and change it up so that we can find new ways of living that are more sustainable, compassionate, and loving to each other. Mm -hmm. um, so if you want to take a retruth, anything, and retruth it right now, what would that be? Well, that's a tough one because I have a few of them. But mm -hmm. uh, Pick one. one of the retruths that I, w which I'm sort of leaning and into and, and really has been a, a big awakening for me, is um, the whole agricultural industry and the cow industry. Um, when I was younger, my truth back then was, oh, you know, farm animals are treated so kindly. And then, you know, we, we didn't really know what was going on with the meat industry. I didn't know there was a factory. I didn't know there was, they actually raised them to, you know, I, I really had no idea. It was kept so hidden. We didn't have social media. We didn't have... Um, the internet or even computers so nobody really knew what went on behind closed doors with that particular industry and so many industries we just were blind we were just blind we went around about our lives blinded and um, 
I want to say that my truth now is when I, I'm leaning into veganism, pretty much getting there, thanks to the help of <laughs> uh, Therese here. But, you know, it was a real awakening for me to um, really see what's going on with um, agriculture and, and the beef industry and how it's destroying the environment and how it's hurting our planet, really understanding um, you know, CO2 emissions and how that is affecting our planet and global warming, you know, and so that is really the truth. And it was just a real, like, slap in the face for me, you know. I really thought, like, oh, meat is good for you and it's healthy and there's no ramifications with the planet and you're eating and you're good. But now I really understand the truth. And once you know the truth, you can never go back. You just can't go back once you see what's going on once you know once you're awakened to the truth how do you go back you can't you can't so the old truth was that eating meat is good for you and yeah and it was good for you it was healthy oh get you know get your vitamins and that you know um it's the best thing you can eat and you know it's so healthy for you and it's in the food group and in the food chain and you know if you're not eating it you're not healthy and that's not the truth so the new truth is so the new truth is that you can live a plant-based life. Uh, you can eat plants and legumes, and you're getting just as much vitamins and minerals, even more so, you're healthier, and you're not har har harming the environment. And that is the truth. Amen. Amen. Thank you for bringing that. <laughs> Dawn, it's been amazing to have you on, and um, I just hope that people will keep following you because you have the biggest heart and so much inspiration to shed on this world and I'm so grateful to know you I've only known you for a few oh, months but I feel you. like we've known each other forever and um, if anyone wants to find you and connect with you where are you on social media and I know you have a YouTube channel and a website mm -hmm. yes uh, you can find me on Instagram Dawn L Gallagher my website is dawngallagher.com and I'm also on Twitter, Don L. Gallagher. Pretty much everything, I'm Don Gallagher on everything. Um, Twitter, Instagram, Don L. Gallagher. And one more thing I want to say for a lot of your listeners, because I know you have a lot of aspiring models um, that, are, that listen to your podcast. You know, what Mother Teresa taught me was that if you ever see pictures of, now she's a saint, Saint Teresa. They actually uh, made her a saint because she performed so many miracles. What she taught me was that when she walked into the room, she was the most beautiful woman I had ever seen in my life. And it wasn't about physical beauty. There was a light that shined through her. There was a light that surrounded her. And I want you to shine your light. What is your purpose? What is your mission to this world? And shine your light. Be the lighthouse. And that's what I want to say. Namaste. Namaste. Thanks for tuning in, and if you have any questions or ideas for this pod, please send me an email to annetherese at rolemodelsmanagement.com. That's rolemodelsmgmt.com. And if you or anyone in your surroundings want to be a role model, please check out our submissions page at www.rolemodelsmgmt.com. And then, last but not least, please find a minute to head over to iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you again soon.